My name is Dave Hollenbach, the host of From Embers to Excellence. My goal is to explore the many facets of leadership from the perspectives of some amazing people. In addition to leadership, I like to discuss mental health, PTSD, and overcoming adversity. If you have a favorite episode, I would love to hear about it. Message me through social media or my website, and I will share some free tools to help you achieve your goals. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review. If you haven't purchased your copy of my book, Fireproof, please grab a copy today. Thanks for listening. Today, I've got the privilege of sitting here with uh, Nick McCarty. He's a professional fighter, uh, mixed martial artist. Um, got to meet him a few years back, and uh, this guy is a badass. So back in 2015 is when you started training with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. 2018, you had your first amateur fight. Then um, since then, you've had 15 fights, and uh, you went pro. You've had three pro fights. You you lost your first one, uh, and then the next two you've won. So um, that's pretty badass, man. Like, uh, I got to see some of uh, the highlights. I whooped that dude's ass, man. <laughs> it was a good night. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Boy, it was just one of those days where it was like out of body experience, and I just felt like I couldn't lose that night. Yeah. And what about the first pro fight? Was that, I mean, because that's pretty common to like, you always see new fighters, they'll lose their first pro fight. Cause right. I mean, that's like the, the big show right there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I don't make any excuses. Eli is a great fighter and he took me out that night. Um, there were just some things that happened outside the cage, like in like that close um time frame of the fight. So that was a distraction, but Eli like he did his job. Yeah. So it happens. Cool, man. Well, let's let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back to where it all began. Like where where were you born and raised, and and what was life like for you when you were growing up? Born and raised in Orlando, Florida, and I hear from a lot of people that's a rare thing, I guess. So, yeah, I've been here all my life. Um, life, I like to think that I had like a normal childhood, you know, not like the most extravagant lifestyle, but it was my mother, like my brother, my dad, and we're just a tight unit. Cool, man. Well, so I'm I'm native. Orlandoan as well. Um, Two like, the pod. Yeah, where'd you go? Where'd you go to high school? Um, freshman, sophomore, Edgewater, and then junior, senior, Jones High School. Shit, man. So I graduated from Edgewater. Nice. <laughs> Small <laughs> <Yeah. girl. laughs> so, all right, cool, man. Yeah, my freshman, sophomore year, I went to Lake Howell, and then my junior and senior year went to Edgewater, and that's where I graduated in '92. But you're much younger than me. 2012 yeah okay <laughs> uh, cool man well what what was it that inspired you to go into brazilian jiu-jitsu and then like uh, part of it like i i know i kind of all over the place with my questions right now but in high school did you wrestle? Did you play football? Any sports or anything? So in high school, um, varsity volleyball at Edgewater. And I would say I'm I've always been been very active in sports. Like 
like all throughout life, it was always basketball usually, like the parks and playgrounds, all the fun stuff, a little bit of football, a little bit of soccer, a little bit of track, you know, so I've always been very active. All right, cool. So, let's see, graduated high school in 2012, and then three years later, you went into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. What, did you have, like, friends that were doing it, or...? Yeah. Not at all. Um, so right after high school, I went to USF for a couple of years. I didn't finish there, but I came back home and I'm like, all right, I still want to be active, but I don't want to play basketball anymore. I'm like, all right, so what can I find? And I was watching like the UFC a little bit, Anderson Silva, Nick Diaz and everybody. I'm like, all right. So I hear like this greasy names. So Let me just search greasy. And I was fortunate that I think 15 minutes from my house, it was a greasy academy like the one on north mills started there i tried it out i'm like i love it let me yeah. just keep on going yeah mm -hmm. all right so in in 2018 that's when you had your first amateur fight yeah was that mixed martial arts or was it a Mu bjj that was muay thai so muay thai. i competed and um, in jiu-jitsu since pretty much 2015, so maybe like six months after I started, I'm like, all right, I want to compete. And I've been pretty active, but then I got the bug to like punch somebody in the face. So I'm like, all right, let me try Muay Thai now. <laughs> awesome, man. So, and this is something that that was really cool about, you know, the, the gym that we met at, um, you know, what a the, the professor teaches uh mma muay thai jujitsu like gi and no gi i mean he's just a i mean he was a pro fighter yeah so that's that's pretty cool man to have that knowledge base and was he kind of instrumental in in preparing you for your fights extremely um that's the reason why we eventually met up because of buddy told me about Todd. He was like, hey, if you want to fight, you should go over there. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then I met him, and he was very welcoming and opening, and, and it was just a snowball effect from there. Yeah, so who we're talking about is Todd Broadway. Um, you can Google him. Uh, he looks a lot different now than <laughs> back then. So he's like, he, he's a tall dude, um but like the stuff that like the videos that i've watched of him he's all clean shaven and yep. built he's jacked and now he's like nice and trim got this huge like hillbilly beard yeah <laughs> with the matching hair yeah so now so you started training with him okay when did you start training with him um i would probably say like around that 2015 time um so I know after I started training with Todd, I want to say maybe like three or four months afterwards, I had my first um, Muay Thai fight. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. So what what are your aspirations? Like, where do you want to go from here with, with your pro career? So I want to make it to as high as possible obviously i think my goal and everyone else's is to be a champion of like the best league out there which is typically like the ufc so i'm gonna be a world champion there and then see how long i can stay at the top and how old are you right now 28 28 and i mean that's 
Well, I mean, you look at the the age range, yeah. of, like the 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 champs and stuff. You know, a lot of the really great champs they were older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like I started later in the fighting game, but I also feel like I'm a fast learner, so I'm trying to be put on the fast track and just speed of the process you know I'm, I'm learning on the job but i feel like i learned pretty quickly yeah no man like one of the cool things and this is really why i wanted to interview you you know when when we trained the like I, i've been doing martial arts most of my life and you go to these gyms where a lot of a lot of times you have people that have something to prove you know and what I found is there at, at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, everybody, you know, you're learning. And in the higher belts, they're real eager to help lower belts learn. And, you know, getting to train with you and what's that tall? Andrew. Andrew. So, and now, did he get his brown belt? Yeah. Awesome, man. So, and what about you? you just... Yeah. Yeah. So, we're pretty much tied to hip there, you know? Like, so I think we're going to advance like to like the next level like, at the same time, too. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. He's, he's freaking cool as cool shit, man. So, both of you guys were awesome helping me grow. Um, you know, unfortunately, like, I don't know if you remember when i hurt my neck in there like so and then the last time that i was in there uh i broke my finger bad on the grip no it was um we went down and my weight and my opponent's weight brushed it it was all angulated this okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and i didn't say anything to anybody i left and i was like Ooh, taped it together and uh yeah and it took forever to heal and and i know how like you really want to scratch that itch like what because yeah, um the reason why i don't have so many fights last year was because i caught an injury i caught like a rib injury it took forever to heal and it was yeah. like all right I'm good, and then I go back in, and then it's like, nope, no, you're not. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Who are you fighting through? Combat night. Combat night, and they're based in Florida, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a pro am kind of promotion, but they're if not the top, probably like top two or three but promotion league in Florida right now. Yeah, they're really growing and building. Yeah, man. So I I follow them on Instagram and get to see a lot of like really cool highlights. That's where I saw saw your highlight from your last win. Pretty freaking badass, man. Um, so like when um when you transition to like a bigger stage, say, well, what is the process for that? What does that look like? I mean, I'm guessing there's scouts that scout talent in the Berlin stuff. I think like a lot of that is it's on the internet, tell the truth. You know, like you have like a viral moment or like you are just famous on like IG or something. People hear about your name and then like they want to 
check you out more. Um, I would say, especially at Future Next, so like where I'm training now, is there's a lot of guys there that are already like in the UFC and have like managers, and their managers are just in like the gym sometimes. And I think like they just keep an eye out on everyone, you know, and guys talk too. So yeah, you train to get like you know it's like all right, he's advancing all that good stuff. So what, talk me through like your pre-fight preparation. Like do you uh you guys like have much of a lead up or is it like you get your contract and a couple weeks later you're fighting? Um I think it's it's a little bit of everything. So obviously um I had to tell my promoter and my coach, hey, I want to fight pretty soon, give them like an idea range. I know like with with combat night they usually have like a list of future events and say hey let us know if you want to fight so you like you let them know um at this point i let like my coaches handle most of like the matchmaking so i'm out of it but if they find an opponent that like they they think is a good matchup he tells me it's like blah 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 so oh you might have him cool i'm i'm not gonna say no listen i'm i'm down to fight anybody but so I agree to that, and then eventually they communicate back to my promoter, and then they'll send a contract. And then I'm going to sign it, obviously, and send it back, and then make sure all of my medicals and everything are like, are up to date, and then I get ready. Nice. So talk me through, like, your prep. I mean, do you, like, watch tape on your opponent or? A little bit. You know, I, I never want to psych myself out, so may glance at it like a few times just like to get like an understanding of who they are like as a fighter and then that helps me more for like my mental prep and then my coaches are great so they can handle all the um, videos like all right he's weak here let's take advantage like using something else kind of thing or let's do more wrestling or more striking for this one and for your predominant style would you say it's muay thai i would say i'm i'm very um well-rounded so if, if i need a strike i don't mind if i need like a wrestle and grapple i don't mind either way so i'm i feel like i'm solid in all aspects of mixed martial art yeah yeah i would agree <laughs> uh, yeah man okay so some of your mentors, like as you've been developing as a fighter, you know, you got a, a handful of guys that have been instrumental in preparing you for this pro career. Um, it would be like an endless amount of names, but like the main ones obviously would be Taz. Like he was there for my first amateur fight and like he's been up with me like ever since. Um, my boxing coach at Elite Boxing Fitness Center with Coach at Dorian, everybody there, that's been helping me pass like two or three years now. So that's been helping out a lot. And then fusion with Jay, Mike, those guys have been really helping out. Um, they have fusion uh, is like the higher tier kind of thing. I would say they have really uh, advanced my game a lot since I've been with them. Uh, and how so? Like in what way have they advanced your game? So. Let's see. Um, super high level. I mean, just like striking, wrestling, good grappling. They're super high level. Um, and there are more people that want to have like the same dream as I do. So I'm always against 
guys are just as athletic if not more like more experienced heavier all that fun stuff so having like that range of people like to train with like has also helped nice uh and at fusion that's you're striking is that predominantly muay thai still or is boxing yeah, yeah i would say it's it's more muay thai but like they they sprinkle in everything so coach uh, jt does like the boxing for fusion there you know i attend some of his classes also but they're i guess i would say more man like they're wrestling and grappling are their top three honestly nice so and that's your your grappling and, and wrestling and all that how is that different from like traditional bjj um i would we have to involve like the strikes so i know like let's say in a gi i can work for an arm bar but if i commit two hands of mine to like their one hand i'm getting punched in the face right so you have to always have to adapt it so where you're trying to stay safe but you're either creating like a bunch of space or closing in like that space like so you're safe from strikes and elbows and stuff like that nice. and it's a bit more explosive yeah mm -hmm. if you were to talk with a, a young fighter or somebody that's just now getting into mixed martial arts what advice would you give them biggest thing i would say is stay consistent you know but show up every single day like even though like you feel like crap even though like you don't feel like training all like the days eventually add up so you gotta push through obviously if you're hurt or sick or take your time off but if you can physically work and train you gotta train yeah nice and for those listening that are in central florida like where would you send people to get get started to get started honestly man i think orlando is such a great area for martial arts you can find any gym and it's gonna be a good start but i'm also biased so i'm gonna say fusion xo gracie babaha and albedo in orlando and those be my main supports yeah before we wrap things up i i want to dig into leadership and talk a little bit about um you know, self-leadership, discipline, uh, motivation, you know, what is it that motivates you? What is it that drives you when you're hurt, when you're not feeling like training? What is it? Because it's, it's got to be more than just wanting to be a champ someday. So, um, I think, obviously, it's about being a champ someday but i'm really competitive so i enjoy winning you know it's like actually even more than more than actually winning i just love having a good match if i can find someone that can push me to my extreme and it takes all of me and then i still win that's like the best feeling in the world yeah yeah uh, i would say that and then like my family too is i guess they're earlier i'm very tight-knit family uh unfortunately i lost one of like my close members um so he gives me motivation like when i fight too so i'm like he's not here so i have to be like the best person i can be so i use that like as motivation who, who are you referring to my younger brother uh, you lost your younger brother uh that was close to your first fight or your your first pro fight right actually amateur fight uh 
We lost them in 2017. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, man. We've never had this conversation, but I lost my younger brother uh, in 2010. I hear that. Yeah, man. It's rough, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know for you, but I didn't realize how much of him like was like a part of me. Yeah. And when he was gone, like, man, I'm it's a it's a void right now, and I don't know how to fill it. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, man. We'll we'll keep the conversation on the lighter side. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, I definitely uh can feel you there because. Um, you know, part of, you know, my book, uh, what motivated me to even start writing a book, uh, you know, that, that stemmed from, you know, the death of my brother really wanting to live up to what his potential was, you know, I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah. Can. So, so that's pretty cool man so when when you're training like from the time that you started till now your discipline has improved how you developed as a leader so and and i'm speaking from the outside looking in watching how you conduct yourself with other students other grapplers, other fighters, you know, you're very humble, you're very skillful, but it's you, you're leading yourself. I feel like, and that example is one that serves others. And, and so that is another reason why I wanted to have you on the show because I mean, it's just freaking awesome, man, to, to see, somebody that just kind of has like a, a natural ability to lead um but is very humble about it so i i'm curious where that comes from do you know where it comes from not really but i can take like a few um guesses uh, i would say um first off i'm the oldest so i always had like my younger siblings either follow me and I would say this, <clears throat> my dad, like he always told me, be the best you can be because like the youngest siblings are always watching. And when you're young, you're like, yeah, Papa, you're just talking. But then it's like, I finally realized like what that actually meant. So I always try to make sure I'm the best me possible. And like with like my mentors, like with Todd, a lot of like my style and like calmness and like understanding of like how to break down like for each individual student comes from Todd just from seeing him like how he conducts class and like personal style um training like that yeah he's like he's super chill man mm -hmm. he's like a monk yeah yeah I'd call him like a sage you know yeah, he's yeah. super wise but very very self-centered yeah but not in a selfish kind of way right self-centered in like he knows who he is at yes, the core exactly so how he carries himself it's like a level of confidence that doesn't 
require acknowledgement from anybody. He just is who he is and you can take it or leave it. Yeah. But yeah, man. Getting to meet him and seeing his impact on other people is really cool. So like Andrew is another one, you know, like it's really freaking cool, man, yeah. to see how people develop. And uh, so do you see yourself training other people later down the road? Yeah. Yeah. At some point, um, I'll probably make that very personal. So I'm a very like all in kind of guy, so I can't really do stuff halfway. So it's like, if I'm going to commit to something, I have to like fully commit to it. And I know you can't fully commit to a slew of people. So it will be very in particular. I think. Let's talk a little bit about your, your self-discipline. What is your routine? Um, let's see, wake up immediately, just, I like to stretch in the morning, have, um, a cup of green tea, two tea bags with two teaspoons of honey, organic honey, <laughs> every single morning, um, cold glass of water, breakfast, which is now usually eggs and toast. Um, I keep actually things pretty consistent, just so I did not think about what I want to eat, like what I want to do. So like my breakfast is always the same. Lunch is oatmeal and eggs. Lunch is my only variable. So I think I like live my life in a very similar, similar, maybe a strictish way, I guess you could say. And that's what I'm used to, you know, it's, it's very easy for me. Yeah. I don't have to put like any effort to be like, all right, I have to wake up at 7.30 in the morning. That just, like when I wake up, I just I keep it moving like that. And what do you do outside of training for fights? Teaching people. Um, yes, I I'm in the gym all the time. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. At this point, I love it. And like when I'm not there, that's when I feel like off. I'm like, man, I need. I have like this burst of energy that I need to like expel, and and usually it's me just being in the gym training, but. Um, Outside of the gym is usually family time, yeah. you know, like with the folks, my cousins, brothers, sisters, you know, very, very low key. You know, I know that you've faced adversity and you've overcome adversity. Can you talk a little bit about that and in how that experience has made you stronger or how has that impacted your life? huge um because when i lost that first fight first pro fight um my my overall leg was also fractured so that whole night was just like a blur like they rushed me off to the hospital i saw like my family like literally in tears and from that point on, i'm like all right that can't happen again i can't see like my family like that so that's why also i made the switch to fusion because i just need to change um but also seeing my family like that and just experiencing that kind of injury, all the stuff I had prior to the fight, I'm like, all right, I need to just figure out myself. I need like to reevaluate like everything. Um, And a lot of it is just, I had to, 
I guess from all those events I had like and like ingrained fear I guess that I didn't realize and I had to do like the mental work to get past it and realize that things are okay less of the fight more of like what what I put like my family through and then like my incident prior so just trying to make sure that I'm centered that I'm not going off to the extremes that I'm comfortable in my own skin again so it was just a lot of a visualization just rehashing those thoughts and just making sure that I'm fine with it yeah can you talk a little bit more about that the visualization and, yeah. and doing the mental work yeah so I know just fighting wise um so I guess you say I could get like anxiety about fighting or fighting in front of people so like what I would do I would go to a sauna and just try like to put myself in those situations that give me like give me like the most stress in the back just waiting for your name to be called like you know it's, it's fight day and you're fighting at seven o'clock so you're like thinking all day about man I gotta fight I gotta fight and then you get just nervous and then you get like a high confidence and it nerves again or at least for me I go through like a range of emotions where I'm like super high confidence and then I'm like why am I here why did I like get getting punched in the face and then I'm like <laughs> all right man I love this stuff and then I'm like no I hate it and it's just a, a back and forth and and then eventually I even kill so it was a lot of just going through like my memory bank and it's like all right my last fight I was in the locker room I felt nervous why did I feel nervous and just making sure that I like stress my body out so I'm used to it and that's going to be my goal for every single fight just shocking like my body saying it's like all right so visualize uh so visualize like the walkthrough people screaming on both sides of you um your music playing your coach behind you like your family off somewhere you know the camera in your face visualize all of that and get used to it make it fun you know like it shouldn't be nerve-wracking it should just all just be an experience and I don't want to attach myself to winning or losing anymore I just want to just have fun express my martial art and just see what happens it's pretty cool man you know I was just I can't remember if I was on his show or if it was no it was when I interviewed him so I interviewed this guy um he is the host of the cowboy perspective he's like this texas dude and he was telling me about one of his heroes this rodeo guy you know that was the most accomplished rodeo cowboy you know yeah. like just had won all the awards had done more than anybody else and you know never got nervous and it was like they would they would ask me like what's what's your secret and like i don't know i mean i really don't care about any of the yeah. awards like i do this because i love it you know it's mm -hmm. this is what i like to do and having that kind of mindset where it doesn't matter if you win or lose i think takes a lot of that anxiety out of it but man it takes a special kind of person to like 
be able to compete at a very high level and not get anxious about it. <laughs> you know, because it's it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to like actually not care to that degree. Because I mean, geez, dude, you want to win. Yeah, exactly. And and winning never feels bad. So I always want to experience that high, man. But I think like in the back of my head, it's like, yeah, of course you want to win. But if I make that a forethought, I think it just clouds everything, and that's when things get stiff and labored, and you're not loose and having fun. What have you had to work the hardest on? Wrestling. Wrestling? <laughs> yeah, for sure, wrestling. And that's constantly like a work in progress. Yeah, and I think it's... um, I didn't start off wrestling at all. Honestly, you know, I would say I started wrestling like the latest. Started jiu-jitsu in 2015. Avoid maybe like a year or two after that boxing after that but wrestling was sort of something where especially in a, a traditional academy um academy a traditional one where it's not the focus because we have the keys and the lapels there's like other takedowns you would go for like sweeps foot trips so when i started the wrestling it was it was tough. yeah Tell me a little bit more about that because, you know, you train no gi. I mean, is that kind of the wrestling? Like, how does that compare to the wrestling that you're talking about? The wrestling that I'm talking about, um, it's it's your technique, but it's also like their mindset. They just don't stop until they get what they want. You know, like in no gi, like it, you could be more fluid and you don't mind giving up space because you're just going to like sweep and reverse all that fun stuff. Wrestlers want to take, let's say everything, you know, like your space, your comfort. And until like they get to that spot, they're not stopping. And just like the nonstop pressure and you trying to defend and everything, it, it wears on you. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrestled in high school and going from that to BJJ, mm -hmm. like, I can say that it's a different mindset. Yeah. Like relaxing and that that's the hardest part of it for me is being able to relax when I'm on my back because as you know wrestling yeah. <laughs> you never want to be on your back. Exactly. You're losing <laughs> it like if, yeah. So yeah, it's it's tricky. Um with the whole staying calm and that's a Todd special. Nasal breathing. Yeah. Breathe out your nose, calm down your heart rate, and you can clearly see everything in action. But yeah, like that resting pressure is no joke, man. Because yeah, I've been under some guys where they're just like, yeah, I have everything right now. I'm just like, crap. Yeah. So stuff. Cool. So is it like, um, like Olympic wrestling, Greco-Roman freestyle that you're like mainly training with? Mostly freestyle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like with freestyle, it's, it's easier to translate onto a cage also. It has to be out in the open or on the wall. Yeah, cool. That's pretty cool, man. Like I, it's interesting because I never really, like, I mean, you you see the, the fighters in the UFC that were, you know, either Olympic wrestlers or, you know, NCAA 
wrestling champs. Like, I mean, there's some badasses, but if they don't have jujitsu in their toolbox, they get annihilated, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but the even scarier ones are like the wrestlers that have that same jujitsu, you know, like they realize that like they need a full package game and like once they have it, man, it's yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> so that's what you're developing now. That's the goal. Yep. Work in progress. Badass, man. So it could be March. Your next fight could be March. And where will that be? Um, that would be near Disney at the Carib Royale. Nice. Yeah, they've had a couple fights there that I'm aware of, right? Yeah, some MMA, some um, some boxing. Also, I've been there before. Nice. So, do you compete in boxing as well? I have not. No. You only train. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll be fun, but I um, I don't want to be like a can or anything. So, if I was to compete in boxing, I would be like, all right, I need like a few months just doing boxing because it's a whole other style from MMA. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> could, could you, like, this is something that I always kind of wondered. Like, like if you go from Muay Thai to just strict boxing, like, being able to turn off the elbows and the knees and all that stuff, you know? Honestly, that's not even, like, the hard part, though, Jerv. For me, it was, like, the speed. So, like, in Muay Thai, it's, it's like you just, you're, like, you're very loose, you're relaxed. And then you explode like we want to. Boxers are very just very twitchy, very twitchy. We're just like, <laughs> all right, yeah, they're here, and all of a sudden, pa, and then it's like, wow, I got hit, and then I got hit again, 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 again. So, yeah, that was the hardest part for me was like that change in speed. It's like just jabs by himself. I couldn't see anyone's jab for the first maybe like five, six months. Where yeah. I'm like, all right, I got hit. That was probably a jab. So we try to either move my head like a little bit more. Yeah. it's pretty cool man so you know to go back to <laughs> talking about leadership when i mean do you do you see how your presence in the gym affects other people i do i do yeah um especially when i was there more often everyone like would just see me just there on a consistent basis, always just trying to work, you know, like, and even after class is finished, just working on something and always, I'm super open. If someone that wants to ask a question, I'm an open book. There's some secrets with me. There's like, hey, like, how do you do this? This, this, and this. Hey, so you did this. All right. So you would beat me by doing this, frames here, scoot out here. So yeah, I try to be just very open and just nose in the dirt, just just work yeah that's pretty cool and, and you know i've interviewed geez, man, so many people now but some really incredible leaders and the lessons that are taught in leadership it's really about you know that self-discipline realizing that there's always somebody watching and they're making a decision on whether or not you're somebody they want to be like, you know? And, and if you have that awareness and you're, 
you're not showing up for them. You show up for yourself, knowing that your presence is impacting others. And then when you have the opportunity to help somebody else develop and being so open like that and giving, I mean, that's huge. And if, if leaders under, and I'd say leaders, cause there's, but there's, there's great leaders, there's good leaders, and there's some really shitty leaders out there. And, you know, if, if people in charge, you know, had that awareness and worked really hard at being more open and giving to their, their people, it, it changes everything. Yeah. Uh, well, Nick, I really appreciate you taking the time with me today and, and sharing with the audience and um, for everybody that that's listening, if they want to check you out on Instagram or Facebook, what, you know, where they need to go. Instagram, Facebook at big little underscore Nick. All right. Now I'll have his, his links in the show notes. So you guys definitely check them out. Um, take a look at, uh, at some of the highlights and, you know, combat MMA. Uh, is that it? Combat uh, night? Night. Combat night. night. Yeah. So, and I think you share some of the videos from them as well. So that you can find them through his, his Instagram and Facebook. So yeah, definitely check it out. There's some pretty cool fights. And if you're in central Florida, definitely, you know, think about coming out uh, to the Carib Royale uh, in March to see Nick get sure. on with uh, his fourth fight. Sir. And that's from Thanks a lot. Pleasure. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to this episode of From Embers to Excellence. Please visit hollenbachleadership.com for additional content. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review.